Hey guys, Parker here. Uh, we had some issues recording this episode. Um, basically, by the next day, we realized that the entire RFO section and Steven's part of Steven's section was missing. Um, so this episode's only about 14 minutes long. Um, again, sorry about that. There's not much we can do. We kind of ran out of time to, you know, re-record this. Good news is um, the Star Wars Christmas special thing that we did last week there's actually going to be a video up and hopefully it will be up today on YouTube and so I'm hoping that will make up for this short episode um, catch all next time hello and welcome to the macrofab engineering podcast we're your hosts Parker Dillman and Stephen Craig Welcome to episode 47. Yep. First episode after our ginormous Star Wars episode from last week. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to go back to just audio. Yeah, and, uh, well, actually the video is not out yet. Hopefully when this comes out, the video is out on YouTube. Yeah, well, last week was a bit of a production. A little, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, let's go right into what projects we've been working on the past two weeks. Yeah. We didn't talk about them last week. Yep. Um, so the Jeep radio update, um, I've designed the circuit that me and Stevens, uh, talked about last, uh, last time. Um, basically it's a, it's an op amp that reduces the gain by half mm -hmm. DC offsets it to 4.6 volts right in the middle of the voltage range of the, uh, that, that I see that on the, uh, radio uses. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, basically ordered it through MacFab. I think it was like $19. Nice. Yeah, so it's pretty nice. It's, kinda, um, it's basically a textbook example of a level shift and a gain change on an op amp. Exactly, and then the only difference is it's got a uh, analog switcher by Maxim. I think Max four five four four. Oh think, yeah, that's right. Was. Yeah. Um, actually, I was playing with that on the breadboard and was get was able to switch the audio out of the Jeep radio. Nice. Um, with that, so that was working, and basically those are on the board. And so it's an all-in-one little board. It's about an inch by an inch and a half. And it's all on one side with a ground plane on the bottom. So it should be actually the quietest part of that radio. A good place to have it quiet, though. Yeah. Because you're, pump you're pumping in your signal from there. Well, yeah, and there's going to be, you know, wires coming off the board into this board and, you know, trying to reduce, you know, noise as much as possible. Yeah, and any kind of crosstalk. Yep. Um, so that's ordered. Hopefully, within the next two, three weeks, I get my prototype back and test it, and hopefully it works, and then I can finish, finally finish that project. <laughs> I think it's been like two months now. <laughs> um, and then I started designing an amplifier board or an amplifier for Spooky Pinball Yeah. Uh, in my free time. And the the... Basically, the big problem with what they've been having is supply problems with their current amplifier. Yeah. And it's not a very good amplifier either. either. It's a it's a 2.1, and it's rated at 60 watts per channel, which is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, know. I'll put it this way. It uses a 12-volt, 3-amp power supply. So there's no way you can get 60-volt. Uh, yeah, 60 it's, just, watts it's just, yeah, that's the easiest way to tell. It's not even possible. Yeah, and so... We're actually designing a true 15-watt 15, 15 per channel, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, 15-watt per channel um, ice, uh, 
power supply and we're going to be supplying it with 24 volts at like six amps and it's gonna be a hoss uh of a of an amp yeah basically the way it should be done yeah and it, it, it's going to have a it's single supply but it'll it'll have a separate rail all that good stuff um it's based off the uh, TDA seven three eight seven, which is a basically a ginormous four channel power amplifier for car audio. Yep, um, basically like a lot of like Ford and 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 uh, Chrysler and all those guys they use this chip in their main stuff. So cool, yeah. And it, it's a four channel. We'll only be using three channels, um, but I was able to design the board and get it kind of put together. Um, I haven't routed it yet, um, but it's running. It's going to run around about fifteen to sixteen bucks in quantity five hundred mm-hmm. for just the board assembled. Yeah, and then I got to put a a uh, a uh, big heat sink on it because we've got to sink like eighty watts. <laughs> well, re- yeah, at, at max volume. And, yeah, max and, volume, and dumping out a lot of stuff. Yep, and yeah. then uh, I need to be able to spec the power supply. And that's the trick is we're trying to make this whole thing under 35 bucks and I ate 15 of that. Well, okay, so 35 bucks gets you the amp, the heat sink, and the power and the supply. And the power supply. But not the speakers. Not the speakers, correct. Okay. Because um, the power, the heat sink's going to be about 10 bucks yeah. for something that's big enough. The problem is the power supply because I only have like $10 left <laughs> and I can't really pump out that much power with 10 bucks. So the, the build materials is going to have to. Well, there's no way it can shrink anymore. There's, like, no extra stuff. And, like, everything that's mission critical is specced how it should, and everything else is, like, use the cheapest possible on all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I'm hoping next week I, I can place an order for it. Um, so I got to route it over the Christmas break. Well, that's a fun little project. Well, it gets me away from the family. <laughs> um, so I'll be able to route it. <laughs> Classic engineer. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. I can't come to Christmas dinner. I have to route an, an amplifier. Route yeah. This is really sit- important. I'll be sitting on the on the. It's uh, gonna go in a lot of pinball machines. Yeah. I'll be sitting on a, on a, uh, on the couch with my laptop open, just like you know, routing the board, ig- ignoring the you know Christmas parade and stuff that's probably going to be on TV. Oh. Um, well, I don't blame you in that case. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the only thing I need to add to it is a um, a speaker level input. So it's got line level input right now, but they want to add speaker level input so they can basically sell this to um, pinball users that have older machines. Wait, so they can I'm pump confu- up the power even more. What, what do you mean by speaker level input? So all the old machines have like integrated um, sound on uh-huh. the board that already has the gain applied to it to go to a speaker. Wait, the, when you, when the gain, you mean like the, the, this, so the same of, level so that would actually yeah. be at the speaker. Yes. So, so in other words, it already has an integrated amplifier. Yes. But the problem is a lot of them are basically really weak and they want to be able to drive their speakers harder. Ah, okay. And so they want to get rid of their old speakers that are, you know, weak sauce Put in badass speakers, and then put this amp in in between. Okay, okay, I got um, you. So, so okay, w- uh, something that, that goes along with that. Um, so, the the topology of how the amplifier actually operates depends 
there's there's a handful of different ones. There's A, A, B, B, yep. C, H, D. There's a ton of different topologies that you can choose. Now, some of them work fine with uh, an infinite load effectively. Yep. You can take the output of an amplifier and put it into something huge all the way down to about four ohms and you're fine. Now, when you talk about speaker level input, yeah, so it's going to have to look like to the old system like a 4-ohm load. Well, does it? And the reason why I'm, I'm questioning it is if, if those old machines have amplifiers that can push an infinite load effectively. I don't, I don't think they you can. You don't think so? They'll no. overheat? Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of times, uh, I've done this in the past with, with amps, you can, you can have um, uh, like a line-level output that's in parallel with the speakers. So the speakers still see the, uh, or the amp still sees the load of the speakers, but then you get a signal output in parallel with, and you can drive that into anything else. Yeah, and I think the best, you know, it's going to have to look like four or eight ohms. I have to ask, you know, what, you know, what can we pick? It might be we have to have a toggle switch on it or a jumper hmm. to switch between four and eight ohm load. And then the, um, we're going to have to be able to have a way to um, make sure that it doesn't clip coming in. Yeah. So we don't overdrive our amp. Sure, sure. Um, that's that's the easy part, I think. I think the hard part is, at least for me, because I have no idea how to do it, is make our amp look like a 4 or 8 ohm load. Yeah. Instead of infinite load. Uh, 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 excuse me. Um, an infinite load like it is now. Right, it, it's driven by line level, and it goes right into an op amp. <laughs> is the first thing that happens. Well, you know, give it a shot because you might be able to get away with that. You might, it might be, you might be able to work it out. I don't know, because you see, the uh, typically a power amplifier is a current amplifier. It's not a voltage amplifier, so uh, you're not really juicing up or gaining voltage. Yeah. In other words, your signal doesn't appear to get larger. It just provides more power. Yep. Uh, so you you got to kind of watch out for what's going on there. Yeah, because I'm I'm mostly worried is we design this thing and then someone, I'll put it this way: a lot of people who own pinball machines have no idea how to fix them. <laughs> so they put this thing in, and you know they're not comfortable soldering wires or anything. So it's all going to have to be like, you know, plug-in connections, right? Well, of course, yeah. And if they put it in some machine that we have no idea what it is, it could be like an old Gottlieb that uses a different power amp than anything else we've ever tested, mm -hmm. and it blows it up, that board set that's in that machine is probably, like, one out of, like, maybe the last 500 that exist. Yeah, I and got you. And there's, those parts were in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. You can't get a replacement part. Hmm. So I was like, okay, if we just made this thing look like a speaker to the system, we solve that issue. Well, you could always just put a giant resistor. Exactly. On the front end. Yep. That's that's the that's almost guaranteed to be the cheapest way to do it. And the thing about it is this is a this doesn't have to be on the amp most of the time. We can just leave it unpopped for well, when, for it, when it's for their exactly. yeah, their units, you don't need that at all. Yep. Yeah, okay. So just leave pads for like a twenty five watt resistor or something like that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Should work. So, sometimes it's not necessarily the most elegant solution that works. It's just the cheap and dirty one. Yeah, and it will probably work the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's one part. One part. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's all I have, Ed, so far. 
Well, yeah, so um, in episode number 45, the one two weeks ago, yep. um, I, uh, I brought up the idea of doing a calibration resistor. Yeah, the, uh, uh, basically the making resistor. our own. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need to come up with a name for it. Mega Resistron. Re- Mega Resistron. Yeah, working, work, and work yeah. Well. <laughs> the uh. name is a working. T- okay, so tweet us if you have a good name. Hopefully, we'll we get actually to explain it. what it is, and so they have an idea of what the name is. Okay, so we'll we'll go through some stuff pretty quick here. I don't want to get too bogged down in the math here, but. Let's, let, let me though. let me make it let me make it really simple here. Uh, take take four resistors, okay? Uh, all the same value. If you have two of them in parallel, okay, and then you take the other two and put them in parallel, and you take those two sets and you put those in series, okay? Okay. So effectively, what you have is a two-terminal device. You have basically you've made a resistor that is yep. made up of four resistors. So I'm looking after our manufacturing operations director's dog, and he just jumped up onto my lap. Hey, how's it going, Billy? <laughs> okay, so that's where all the sounds <laughs> coming from. Okay, regardless, back to resistors, the cool stuff. So, okay, if you take these, these resistors and you make them all the same value, you can actually create a component. You can create a or composite component of multiple components that has better specs than any of the single components by themselves. So basically, um, the tolerance starts to decrease. Correct. While you keep the same value of the component. So effectively, um, you can add up to infinite amounts of resistance to get a resistor of any value you want, effectively, and you can have con- uh, you you can have control over the tolerance of that resistor. So what we were thinking was creating a calibration resistor. Effectively, it's a PCB that just has a boatload of resistors on it that are in series and parallel um, configurations such that they all act as one resistor but with a really tight tolerance on them. Okay? So think of it like a, uh, an array of, of resistors where you have columns and rows. Okay. If all the columns in this array are in parallel, and then all the rows are in series, and the, the, this array has to be a square, so, yep. so the, the number of columns has to equal the number of rows. If all of the resistors in this array of columns and rows, if they all have the same value, the resulting resistor that you get from this entire array is the value that you put in. So yep. if you have a billion 10k resistors and you put them all in this array of of rows and columns parallel serial you'll still get a 10k resistor but the tolerance uh gets better for every resistor you add effectively so 